Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. forget to uh click that share button down in the lower left hand corner uh you got a question comment uh any of that good stuff feel free to drop it in the comments section it's good to see you guys back here on the og show live it's been a hot minute i'm sure everybody's wondering where the hell i've been and uh i've been around been around fishing some tournaments doing some other stuff taking some time for myself you know and uh you know getting myself back in the groove justin staley in the chat what's up brother uh, good looking man hey bringing the blue shades back but uh tonight guys um Real quick, I just wanted to go over something. Um, I know I've been on a couple different podcasts, uh, some of our podcasts, some of the other ones. Um, and I want to talk about this with our guest tonight, my man Armanda Sola. Um, I hope I said that right. He told me to put the Latino twist in there, so it's Sola. But, uh, you know, um, 
in the crazy times that we're going through, man, like tournament formats are totally different. Um, I'm sure some of you guys have heard I was down at Table Rock for the KBF event. And uh, it's just something I wanted to bring up. And I thought about when I was down there because um, you're not going to a check-in and, uh, you know, the award ceremony or whatever afterwards. Everything's doing going check-in, check-out on Tourney X as far as KBF goes. Um, I know the Hobie event is this weekend down on Kentucky Lake. Susie's down there. Good luck, Susie. And um, so I don't know how they're doing it, but it's one of those things like you forget. Like everybody knows now they don't have to rush back to location X to check in and sit around and wait for the awards. And I caught Big Bass on the second tournament in the first hour. I got the golden hour. And I almost forgot to check back in. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of us uh, sitting around talking about it. And uh, it was like, oh, crap, we got to check back in. So if I hadn't have done that, I would have been DQ'd. So just want to make sure everybody out there, like maybe you haven't fished a national event yet. You haven't really got out there um, this season yet with like all the new things going on. So I just wanted to bring that up um and and you know kind of put that fresh in everybody's mind i know you know some local clubs are doing some different things and stuff like that so um just be on the lookout think about that uh check in with the td check whatever it says on tourney x and make sure you're following those standards because it would really suck to have that winning bag and be dq'd because you didn't go on the damn tourney x app and check in so um yeah just wanted to bring that up a uh, little bit of stuff. Um, going to kind of, kind of reformat this show a little bit, um, do some different things. Um, this one is kind of going to be like uh, what I normally do, um, but I got some ideas brewing. You know, I gave uh, the guys on the reel down the Monday night slot. So be sure to check out Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner. Um, they had a great episode this Monday. If you guys haven't listened to it, go back on the, paddle and finn facebook page or go to the podcast platforms they were talking to some high school kayak bass fishing kids that are doing this at the high school level competitively and it's uh it's kind of becoming a thing and um i know one of them was clint henderson's son um shout out to those guys and um super cool man to see the the young guns come up kind of get their perspective on the sport and uh, kind of build off there, man. Tonight, like I said, we're going to talk to my man, Armando Sola. And uh, he uh, he's doing the Bass, Kayak, and Beers podcast. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be a guest on there. I think he's doing something kind of cool and, uh, you know, different. So it's uh, it's cool to see what he's doing. Um and he he does two episodes a week so we want to talk to him kind of get the background on him what his show is all about and all that good stuff jimmy skinner my dude in the chat um kale and will were the two young gentlemen that they talked to uh this monday so go back check that out um jimmy and dan have been crushing it just crushing it so shout out to those guys. Let's get Armando in here, man. Enough rambling on my end, and uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get the man of the hour in here. Boom, there he is. 
What's How's up, it man? going, man? Good, good. Um, welcome good to the show. Latino, man. Yeah, see, I told you, man. I, I'll throw the sola in there. Sounded <laughs> 100% Puerto Rican right there. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> you know? But uh, welcome to the show, man. Um, it's great to Thank have you. you on. And uh, I know you've uh, kind of been making the rounds with some of the Paddle and Finn guys and gal. Yes. And, um, you know, we were talking the other night about some technical things, right? And uh, yeah. I was like, hey, what are you doing Thursday night? And uh, I'm glad it worked out, man. Uh, I always enjoy talking to you. And uh, it's one thing I've always talked about on the podcast here is, you know, all these new podcasts coming up and things like that. And, you know, obviously people reach out to me and some of the other guys um, from Paddle and Finn on like how we do things. Um, and you've reached out on a few occasions like, hey, man, I'm, you know, what do I do here? What do I do there? And, you know, we always hit it off. And it's kind of funny. We were talking about Dustin Nichols uh, the other night and how like you guys talked and it was like you've known each other forever. You guys actually ran in some like same circles and may have even yeah. ran into each other at some point. Um, so it's kind of cool, man. It's it's uh it is. In, instead of competition, I look at it like uh we're all family. So um I appreciate it's, that. it's cool, man. So why don't you give everybody the background on you? Uh where you're from, how you got into fishing and kayak fishing, my friend. Uh well, my name is Armando Sola, like you mentioned. Uh, born wait, and raised. Wait, that, that sounded way more Latina than me, dude. Armando Sala. <laughs> well, I got the experience on my side. But. True, true. Uh, All right. <laughs> I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, lived there up until I was about 38. Um, moved to Texas here about uh, 10 years ago, so you can guess my age by that. Um so, I mean, loving Texas, man. Uh, I'm a Texarican. I think that's what they call it now. So, Texarican. I like it. Um, I like it. Fell in love with bass fishing here, man. Um, <clears throat> I grew up, uh, like I said, in Puerto Rico. Um, my, my old man, uh, namesake, same as me, Armando Sola, he, uh, he was the one who was, as a little kid, would take me fishing. And okay. granted, none of us knew what we were doing. But, you know, it was a great bonding experience, just me and my dad, just, you know, I would go, um, um, you know, dig for worms, um, you know, at the bank and then just cast out there. We go to fresh water. Yeah. Ironically, we live in Puerto Rico, but surrounded by sea, but mainly stayed uh, uh, freshwater fishing. And we'll do a little saltwater fishing every now and then. Okay. I mean, uh, I loved it. It was my passion. <clears throat> Whenever I wasn't with my dad, you know, it was, uh, you know, I was at the at the lake or at the beach. I would look for, you know, leftover lines and hooks, and I would wrap it around a soda can or even a stick nice. and just lasso it out there. Um, I think my first um, catch that I remember, um, we were staying at a resort up in Central. Uh, North Puerto Rico, and I caught it was probably a I don't even know what it was, but it's probably like a group or something like that, okay. up to a three pounder, um, right out of the reef, you know, and uh, ran up to the hotel room and tell my dad all excited about it. So, <laughs> um, after that, you know, uh, as got as got as I got older, um, I uh, started to uh, get more involved with surfing, you know, cat. Okay. Um, 
fishing is a little bit expensive, you know. So being in high school and all that, I got a, a board from one of my friends. Uh, you know, college days spended uh, uh, surfing most of the time. And then uh, once I moved back to, once I moved to Texas, you know, there's no beach right here where I live in Dallas. So sure. that's where I got more involved into bass fishing. Um, uh, there's so many rivers and creeks around here. And I always wonder, it's like, man, I wonder how it would be to fish this area. Uh, made friends with uh, Arnie, good friend of mine. Uh, he got me into kayak fishing. Uh, first time went kayak fishing. Um, I wasn't able to land it because I was, you know, setting a hook like a like a punk. But <laughs> I landed into something. I, you know, I hooked something big, and it was, you know, taking me around like, uh, you know, uh, just dragging me all over. And immediately, I fell in love with bass fishing. Nice. Um, and uh, that was about four years ago. And since then, man, it's become my my passion, my addiction. My wife will say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always call it. Uh... The tug is my drug, you know, I like that saying, I forget where I first <laughs> heard that, but you know, it's true, man. You talk to any fisherman or woman and, uh, you know, it's, uh, something magical about just being on the water in itself. But then when you actually connect with a fish, man, it's, uh, it just takes you to a magical place, man. Uh, it I does. love it. I love it. So what, what kind of kayak you rocking right now? Right now, I got the Hobie Outback uh, 2019. Okay. I was back and forth between the Hobie Outback and the Predator okay. uh, PDL. I uh, went up to my local uh, kayak shop right here. Um, just when I settled for a Predator PDL, the owner told me, hey, you know, um, I have to sell the demo. You can drop $500 out of the Hobie Outback demo. Okay. And I was like, oh, heck yeah. No, I'll do that. So, yeah, yeah. I got a good deal on the Hobie Outback, so um, haven't looked back since, man. Loved it. Right on. Love it. Right on. Right on. What do you think you like most about that boat? Man, the versatility. I, I'm i a big fan. I'm a big Hobie fan. Um, they think of everything. When you look at that Outback, man, it just has a lot of stuff that they really do think about the angler, you know, okay. You, you can steer on both sides, left-handed, right-handed. To me, that's a big deal because I'm left-handed. And every other kayak out there, you have to steer with uh, with your left hand um, pretty much, at least all the ones that I've seen as far as pedal drives goes. Jackson, bro. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just had to throw yeah. that out there. I had to throw uh, that yeah, out there. Yeah. That's a great brand, though, Jackson. Yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been looking into Jackson's I Want a River Kayak. Um, Hink, wink, wink. It's my kayak for my wife, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not watching, but. <laughs> hey, I know how that goes. I know. I know. I got quite a few friends that are like, oh, honey, I'm going to get you this boat. And you can use it and go out with yeah, me. And, and in reality, it's that it's that extra river boat, you know. Yep. I know exactly how that goes. I've seen that play out numerous times. And then the wife goes, you know, uh, I thought that was my boat. So, or they get smart and they catch on to what you're doing. They're like, don't, don't they make pink kayaks? <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a boat you probably wouldn't catch yourself fishing out of, you know? So watch out for that. When she starts asking for the pink or the hot purple, you know, she's on to you. She's on to you. <laughs> I'm one of those things where, um, 
you know, do first. Uh, instead of asking permission, for permission, I ask for forgiveness. That's yeah, there you, so there you go. There you go. I like it. I like it. Got to be here so far. So I like it. I like it, man. Well, very cool, man. So, you know, you started the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. Yep. First off, like the name, like where does that come from? Like, is that like just your three favorite things? And you were like, all right, we'll just name it this. Kind of. Yeah, pretty much. It's an homage to actually Paddle and Finn too. I wanted to look for, I wanted to look for a name, and I like that for my Paddle and Finn. And then I thought of another name, and I realized, oh no, wait a minute, Paddle and Finn has a show called that, the yeah. Real Down. And then I thought I was like, man, they, they're taking all the names. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I had to get creative. So I was like, you know, those are three of my favorite things. So right on. You know. Um, I was a little bit concerned at first. It's like, I don't know. People might not like the, my people turn off because, you know, beers, you know, in it, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm going to go with it, you know. Well, I like it because, you know, I, I get where you're coming from with like yeah. the beers aspect. Like people might be turned away from that. But I the way I looked at it is it's, uh, you know, you and your guests, it's like you're sitting around a, a bar table you know, having a couple brews and, uh, talking fishing, you know, like the guys do. Um, I like it though. I like it. It, it, it fits perfectly. Thank you, um, thank you. so you having a beer right now since we're yes, doing sir. the podcast, what, what are we drinking? I am drinking. So I started doing, um, craft beers, local craft beers. I'm doing okay. the, what is it? Busy body. Really good. A blonde ale. I'm okay. Sorry. With no, camera I got it. Busybody, yeah. Blonde yeah, Hogger. My bitter sisters right here in somewhere in the border of Oklahoma and Texas. Really good. There beer. you go, man. First sponsor for your show, man. Right there. there you go. I'm trying to get it. That, that would <laughs> yeah. be the ultimate goal as a beer sponsor, man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the only trouble with that is you're gonna have to work a little extra on that uh that Mirage drive or that Hobie drive, you know. Yeah. Uh, get some more steps in so you're burning off all the calories my friend <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're gonna have to upgrade to the pa14 you know what i mean yeah, definitely. <laughs> well very cool man so you know i've been a guest on your show and uh i you know i like the concept um you always come up with Thank great you. questions um and and the other night we were talking and uh you just did an interview with Susie. And, and, uh, Susie kind of opened up a little bit, was talking about, you know, some depression and stuff that she's dealt with, uh, throughout mm -hmm. her life. And you asked a key question in there, man. And it, and it was spontaneous, uh, spontaneous off the cuff. And, uh, it was clutch, man. I mean, you were like, well, what could we do as uh individuals that may not be familiar with depression or anxiety and things like that um you know because obviously us folks that you know may not deal with that we're always like oh it'll be okay don't worry about it and you know try to console them and um i thought that was very interesting man and i thought it was a great episode um on behalf of both you and Susie. um yeah uh, it was pretty powerful for Susie to kind of open up and talk about that kind of stuff, man. But you've had some pretty epic moments like that on your podcast. Um, I mean, how do you kind of come up with the format of 
how you go about asking questions for your guests? Well, I think that, and that's the reason why I run two shows. Um, one of them, what I call is the real life. I know it's kind of cliche, but heck, you know, it is what it is. Um, that's why I like it, and, and it kind of fits. And it's just sure. not just talking about fishing, but, you know, how life struggles, you know, um, and how fishing and kayak fishing helps you out. You know, in the kayak fishing industry, and I've said it, and some of my listeners probably tired of me saying it, but you have a lot of uh, military background you know, that struggle with PTSD yeah. and all that, first responders. And the nature of kayak fishing, the sport itself, it's so calming. You know, it's yeah. just you're out there with nature. Um, and I've noticed so many people, you know, got into kayak fishing just to kind of like help them deal with the every struggles of everyday life. You know, and for some people, some struggles are a lot bigger than others. So I wanted to not – you know, bring that, um, you know, with respect, obviously, to to my guests. But, you know, when they have something they can share, something powerful that can help other people out, not just choose what bait to use on spring, pre-spawn, or, you know, yeah, something, right, right, right. something more meaningful in life. Um, and then see how, you know, kayak fishing helped them through that. That's, that's the goal that I want. Now, granted, not every episode is going to be centered around that. Sure. But... I love to bring that. And with Susie, that was one of those things where it came up in the pre-recording. We started talking about it. It's the same. You have anything you want to, and she opened up about it. I'm like, okay, awesome. Um, you know, and I have to be respectful to that. So I told her, sure. you um, dive in as, you know, as much as you want into it. I'll ask key questions, you know, and I'll try, you know, but I'll let you decide how much you want to talk about. That's what I do with all my guests. You know, when they have something they struggle with, I told them, you you know, you decide how much you want to share out of your personal life to help yeah. other people because that's very personal. No, absolutely, man. Um, I mean, I always, you know, we talked about it before we started. Is there something, you know, you do don't want to talk about things like that, man. And I, I love it, man. I mean, it's, it's a great part of the storytelling that we do about all these different folks. And, um, you know, it's 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 a huge chunk of what makes us and uh, what what makes us who we are and how we perform on the water sometimes or why we yeah. even get on the water. So it's definitely huge, man. I mean, um, you know, so with that being said, I'm going to I'm going to dig in a little bit on, on your personal <laughs> oh background God. because, it, well, it's interesting, man. You said you you lived in Puerto Rico till you were 38 and then came to texas um i mean that had to been kind of a wild transition right i mean how, how did that whole process go um did you it find out, it a struggle i guess or or was it all pretty easy you know if if and i'm gonna be honest here about it uh, it came out a perfect time it was more job related okay but at the same time in my private life you know i took some decisions that i wish i hadn't um um, and it ne I needed a change. Now I moved because of work, sure. but it came at a perfect time. There's there's times where you know you you live your life, you know, making stupid decisions, and you get that stigma, and it's hard for people to view you as anything other than what you've done because that's what you've been doing for the last thirty plus years. And I, I don't blame them. I mean, I don't blame any doubters for who I am, anybody that questioned my character because it was so. It's, so important was well deserved. Now I didn't do anything crazy, you know. I wouldn't 
any crimes or anything like that. But honestly, I didn't live my life as uh, as best as I could, you know. Um, man, I was hoping you were yeah. going to tell me you were a Puerto Rican hitman or something. <laughs> this thing was going to get like super interesting. <laughs> I I wanted to tell you, but then I have to kill you. So. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But it came at a perfect time for me, you know. Um, so the transition wasn't that bad. Uh, Puerto Rico is a great place. Um, I was, but it's 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 a tough place to live. Sure. Right now. Sure. Um, it's, uh, you know, some of my Puerto Rican peeps that are listening right now. They understand, you know, it's, it's you know, when you're from Puerto Rico, well, you understand you grew up tough because you can't make it out there. Right. Um, uh, and not to brag about it, you know, every every place, every state, you know, every country has his own things that they have to deal with. And I've learned that quickly here in the United States. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where I was ready for a change. I was ready to 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 move on with my life and get a fresh start. So I did. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet my wife here. Ironically, I grew up with her cousins in Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. But I never met her. She was born and raised here in Texas. She's also a Texas Rican, um, and she's uh, <laughs> truly is my my best friend and the love of my life. So that that's awesome. That's one of the things that I wasn't expected to find here, but it did, and I'm very grateful for that as well. That's very cool, man. You guys married, or you just boyfriend? Yeah. Married, yeah. No. How long you been married? Uh seven years. No, seven years this year in November. You better hope she's not listening, man. Because if you got that number wrong, you know you're, de- you know you're definitely getting a pink no. kayak. <laughs> you know what it is? Um, it's funny because I'm a huge, uh, and we talked about this on uh, you and I uh, previous podcast. I'm a huge Cubs fan because you know I watched yeah. the yeah, yeah. And turns out when they won the World Series, it's the same as my anniversary. So I now cannot forget my anniversary because <laughs> it's tied. You know, it's a. You know, so my the running joke every year, it's like I tell my wife on our anniversary, yeah, second happiest day of my life, you know. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, I did a similar thing, man. I got married the day after my birthday. So that way I knew I would never forget it. I mean, that was, you know, kind of the plan. So <laughs> smart. Yeah. Never forget. <laughs> But uh, real quick, man, uh, shout out to Amelia Rulan. Uh, oh, she's a second mom to me. Okay. Right on. Amelia. Amelia, I love you. Dan Perry in the house. What up, brother? DP. What's Dan yeah. Perry's nickname? I forgot. DP. Not DP, right? DP. And then okay. Mama Jean Wilson. How are you, darling? Miss you. Uh, I believe Miss Jean has got a podcast coming up with Angler, um, and nice. that's that's coming up. Uh, I think it's tomorrow. Jean, drop that in the comments if you're still watching. We got uh, Nilda oh Sola. Sola. is that your mom? My, that's my mom. Mom, <laughs> mommy, mommy's in the house. I love it. I she love was, it, dude. She wants to make sure I don't curse. She'll she'll this is this is true. She'll make me eat a bar of soap. If I <laughs> Isn't that funny, man? You're you know you're over forty, and Mama's still got that kind of power. Bro. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. So is is Mom and Dad in Texas as well, or are they still? No, back they're in Puerto Rico. I wish oh, they were okay. in Texas, but they're in Puerto 
cool. Okay. Okay. How often do you get to go back and, and see your folks? Um, I, I was actually supposed to go um, last week, but you know, with the whole pandemic thing and uh, your restrictions to travels, I was, I wasn't able to make it, but um, I try to go every year and my mom, she'll come every three months, pretty much. I got both of my sisters live in Austin. I live in, okay. in Fort Worth. So she's always, you know, bouncing around between staying with me or staying with my sisters and then going back to Puerto Rico. Right on, right on. Oh, my bad. Jean did her interview at eight o'clock. I'm assuming Eastern tonight. Um, you can watch the replay on the Angler Facebook page. I'm sure that's interesting, man. I always love talking to Miss Jean. You got uh, Jose in here too. Great. Oh job. yeah, that's my Matt. My well, he was my boss. He transferred, but we grew up together. Right on. Uh, um, we we got so much. Uh, he won't let me talk about it. We got so <laughs> much trouble when we were we'll high skip school, over man. that. Yeah. Oh All my right. God, the stories I can tell you about that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I got a few buddies like that as well, man. Uh, we we won't go down that rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, we talked about it briefly, man. On your podcast, you have um, The Real Life, and then you do a second segment where you talk, you know, you have the anglers, uh, you know, talk about something that you feel will help um, your audience improve in some way, yeah. shape, or form. And uh, I mean, what was how did you come up with that concept? In and was it just to keep like more of like the technical fishing stuff away from like the actual storytelling of the angler, or it was just something you came up with? Kind of like uh, that same thing, you know. I figured this con- when I started, conversations were you know an hour, hour, thirty minutes, and I was thinking that's way too long. Um, but there was so many stuff, you know. You know how we anglers, fishermen, fishing woman, fishing person are, you know, once we start talking about fishing, we won't stop. Yeah. Um, so I decided, and that's another thing that I copied kind of like out of uh, the noob segment. i big fan of the noob. Uh, don't don't tell Ryan Milford that. You'll oh, no, be I'm, a huge, I'm a huge fan of his show. <laughs> so, I, uh, so I started the Kayak Fishing 101 show. Uh, something simple name, um, but uh, ironic, you know, little known secret, I guess. I actually have that show for myself. You know, I get to sit down with some of the top anglers and get them to talk about their techniques and their all that in, great information that otherwise will be hard to find for me. Sure. Um, so to me, I do hope that people listen to it, but if they don't, to me, it's like, doesn't matter. I'm the information, the encyclopedia of information that I'm getting. Listening to Jeff Isham, yourself, um, Chris Santoro, um, Chris Castro. I mean, so many guys out there that you know they're willing to share tips and advice. That that I'll go back and listen to it. I mean, some of the stuff that I've learned and put in practice has got me great results. So I love having that podcast. Even if no one listens to it, I just love having it to myself, you know. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I've talked about that before, you know. Um, You know, I always give Ryan a hard time. But, you know, when he started doing that segment, um, you know, I always use him as an example. Like, he could name every fish he caught in a five-year span. 
And dude, I couldn't even tell you how many fish I caught last weekend. Just, you know, two, two days on the water. And I've seen him grow as an angler. And it's so cool, man, to see his success and, and him to go out and really, you know, figure him out. And don't get me wrong. He still struggles from, you know, time to time, like we all do. And I think that's it. He, he tasted that little bit of success and then, you know, he'll go out and struggle and he's like, man, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And he'll freak out and, you know, whatever. And then, you know, it's cool. Our community, the way we talk about it, um, you know, talk about these topics and techniques and things like that to kind of help each other out. And, uh, it's, it's super cool, um, to see, you know, somebody who was such, such at the beginner level now has like advanced, you know, and grown. And I know myself included, dude, you know, I've, um, you know, now that I think of it, I think we just turned two years old or, end of this month paddling oh, really? turns two yeah, years old so you know for doing these podcasts for two years man it's it's kind of crazy and the things i've learned um whether it be a technique or you know uh, a style of tournament fishing and things like that man um it's it's super cool so i mean do you feel that that's really up to your game yeah no definitely though no, definitely man the i mean i can name you specific specific techniques that i've learned from from the guys that i've had on my show that i applied and i got great success at it i mean jeff isham's episode i mean i learned a lot um chris santoro man deep structure um fishing with um what was it uh light uh you know finesse techniques oh yeah yeah, i love that episode i've been doing that and I would just stick to bank fishing until I got that into that episode. And it's funny, um, what got me really into podcasting was that same episode you're talking about. I was listening to your to your podcast. Um, and it could be the one that you did with the, the first one you did with um, Josh Smith from Dark Waters Kayak Fishing. You were his, uh, his first guest. But you, I can't remember which one it was, but I remember it was you talking about uh, the wealth of knowledge that you got from having yeah. a podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, this yeah. is a great. This is a great opportunity for me to learn because the reality is not a lot of people around. I have very few of my friends around here in Texas um, do kayak fishing. So to sure. me, I just have to learn either by YouTube or, you know, trying things out in the water. Right. So, well, and not only that, um, I just wanted to real quick bring this up. Dan Perry said you're a good host when you can make Josh Smith sound like a nice guy. <laughs> I love that. that I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, we love Josh Smith, man. Yeah, I do. Um uh we're oh not only that, but like the relationships you make and the friendships yeah. you make. You know, it's like uh I say now, man, I could probably make a phone call or send a Facebook message in pretty much any state across the country at any given yeah. point in time. And have a couch to crash on or get a fishing spot to go hit or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's kind of crazy to think about that. You know, like we were talking about with you and Dustin, you guys are only a couple hours apart and, um, 
you know, you guys are going to meet up, do some fishing, stuff like that, you know, and it's Definitely. like, I always have an open door policy up here, man. I mean, when you mention Illinois, a lot of people are like, you guys got fish there? What? <laughs> what? Uh, but, you know, if you're coming through town, like, hit me up, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, let, let's get on the water, stuff like that. And uh, it's kind of cool the way we all network and, and uh, it just helps make that experience and that, that sense of community um, just feel that much better. And I know when people get a taste of that, it's, uh, it's inspiring. It's, it's, uh, it's very grabbing. Um, and people want to cling on to that and hold on. Um, and I think that's what makes kayak fishing so cool. Whereas, you know, I've seen the exact opposite, uh, in the, in the big boat world, you know, it's, Mm. uh, you know, everybody's tight lipped and very stingy and things like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, a lot of great people in the in the big boat world but you know um the the community that we got here i mean it's it's like nothing i've ever seen before um and that and that's why i love doing what we do you know what i mean so uh go ahead man you were gonna say no i was gonna say that um even though i've just started with the podcast uh since the beginning of february i still haven't met yet Somebody that I said, yeah, I wish I didn't I met that person. You know, um, everybody that I've met, it's just great people, man. Yeah. You know, all my guests, you know, like I said, Chris Santoro, Chris Castro, up in uh, Corpus Christi, Jackson Orr. How, how oh, great is yeah. that kid? Yeah. 17-year-old yeah. kid. I love him. Um, you know, gives you, gives you hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Talking to that kid. You had his father um, on your show. Great person. I haven't had him. Uh, Josh Smith from Dark Waters, you know, yeah. great dude. You know, I've uh, uh, I love Josh Smith. You know, great dude. I Brad Hicks, um, you Susie Roloff. I mean, I've made some great connections with some great people for sure that I would have never had that opportunity had I not started the podcast. So it's not just learning, you know, from other people. It's just getting to know these amazing people out there that otherwise yeah. I wouldn't have a chance to meet and be friends with. For sure. For sure. So, I mean, in relation to the podcast, I and, and I'm always interested in this. Uh, what do you feel has been your biggest struggle with it? Man, uh, at first it was just the sound of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Again, I go back to you. I remember that episode you talked about it. Yeah. Um, it's and I have this obviously this Spanish Latino accent, and it to me it sounds the first at the beginning it was like, man, this sounds horrible. You know, I sound like an idiot. So it was that was my biggest struggle with. Um, but uh, beyond that, um, you know, not not much other than that. You know, little always self conscious not to say something stupid, which I've been known <laughs> to do, unfortunately. You and I both, my friend. You and I both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we did talk about that quite extensively on the interview uh, I did with you um, yeah. on on your show. And you know, it's weird. You know, your voice is going to be out there, and it's like it's out there yeah. for the whole world to just at the click of a button, you know, hear you. And and you know, subconsciously, you know, that rides over us and. Yeah. I think eventually you you punch through that and and I think I told you that I'm like 
dude, if I go back and listen to the first podcast I ever did compared to tonight, like you will hear two different people. Um, You'll hear very shy, very quiet. um, I don't want to say much Brian, whereas now I just, I don't shut up. I just keep talking (laughs) and I don't care, you know? Uh, And I think that's key, right? Um, Especially when you're building an audience and you want to be relatable to people, you just got to be open. You got to be you and and do your thing and be you know genuine with it. Yeah, um, it can't be forced. Um, I think that's when we make those mistakes and things like that. I don't know if you feel the same way, but oh no, definitely because it's sometimes nerve wracking when you talk to this uh, big hammers sure. out there. You know, the kayak fishing, this experts. You know. Um, and some of them have big personalities, you know. I was kind of like a nervous wreck when I interviewed yeah. uh, Scott Butcher. He's yeah. a high energy guy, sure. Um, and somebody that is a straight shooter, you know. You but Scott Butcher's a straight shooter. I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of nervous here. Here's the thing, um, though. Butcher <laughs> is such an easy interview. All you got to yeah. do is flip record and just yeah. sit back because that guy doesn't shut up. <laughs> And I, it's love, funny. I love Scott. Shout out to no. Scotty. I don't know if he's watching or not, but, um, you know, it, it, you, and that's the thing too, man, you'll get some guests where it's, uh, sometimes it's rough where you gotta, yeah. you gotta kind of pry that out of folks. And, and that's the thing too, like, you know, no offense to Jean, but I know Jean was very, I think her first like interview was with Scott actually. And I know she was very nervous about that. And now she's, you know, doing interviews all the time. I mean, Angler just made a whole episode about her, um, which if you guys haven't seen that, go to the Angler YouTube page. Um, it's, I think it's a one, 108 degree or 109 degree series. Oh, yeah. They did one with Cody Milton, Gene, um, uh, uh, Man, his name is slipping my mind. Ron Champion. Um, they, they're doing like the, this whole series. And, uh, you know, Jean is just one of the sweetest ladies I've ever talked to. And, uh, you know, the queen of catching monster bass. And I know she hates getting teased about it, but um, Jean has really come out of her shell. And it's great to see that, you know, it's like sometimes um, some of these anglers come into the spotlight, whether they win a tournament or their social media presence is is growing and huge and stuff like that. And, you know, doing an interview isn't something they're used to being in that public spotlight. And um, once they get over that, it, it's cool to see people's personalities come out. And I think that's what I love the most about what we do with these podcasts, man, is just, you know, watching these people grow and come out. And and that's just it, like getting the personality of the angler, yep. um, which I, I totally love. It's 108 degrees, Jean just yep. commented. She said she was so nervous. <laughs> Congratulations to Jean on her success as well. But she does awesome. And, it, and it's great. She's got a daughter. Um, she was uh, she was like the ringleader for Ringley Brothers and Bailey Circus or something for really? a while and stuff like that. That's pretty interesting. So it's like her daughter is like this huge show person and Jean just kind of like tucked back in the background and now they've kind of switched roles. So it, it's great. You know, it's, it's kind of cool to see that. So shout out to Mama Jean. But 
what are you looking forward to going forward with the podcast? You got any ideas of like maybe doing some different stuff, um, future guests, and, things like that? Yeah, I mean, I I would love to have a third installment and be based more on the uh, tournament scene. Um, cover a little bit about tournaments, um, kind of like what you guys do in the wheel down. Not uh, you know, not to copy too much of it, but. I, that's what I like. I would like to, because more than anything, not really for myself, but also I love the sport of kayak fishing. I wanted to grow. I wanted to succeed. I'm not by any means a stick or a hammer in this. Um, and I probably never will because I don't have that much time to spend on the water, but I still love the sport. So sure. I want to help the anglers out there. You know, first of all, if the, if the sport grows, and I know it's kind of cliche, I think the saying in the marine saying is like you know when the when the water rises, everyone rises with it. Sure. Um, and you know when as the sports grow, um, sponsors uh, get more investors, companies get more investors, anglers that are putting the work out there um, can get sponsored um, and you know help them with their costs because this is, I mean, you can't make a living out of just fishing and kayak fishing tournament scenes. Um, for those responsible content creators, you know, and when I say responsible, I mean people that are really putting the uh, the community kayak fishing community uh, first. Um, I want to help them as well, you know, grow their sure. platforms. Um, but more than anything, right now, I really want to invest in the time and effort into helping those um, anglers, competitors out there grow their social media. If they want to do that, some of them don't, some of them just want to fish and that's fine. But also get their name out there, you know, if they want to. Um, um, grow the sport, grow the uh, grow the, the tournament scene, you know, whether it's KBBT, whether it's Five Live, whether it's um, Paddle and Finn, you know, your tournaments, uh, Hobie BOS or KBF or Bassmasters, whatever it is, I want it to grow. I want the checks, winning checks for those tag anglers get bigger for them, you know, yeah. help them out, you know, and that's the main thing about it. I don't make any money out of my podcast, you know. I really do it because I love it and I want the industry and the tournament scene to keep growing and keep growing healthy, you know, yeah. where we can, you know, still enjoy the community and leave the drama out of it. No, for sure, man. I, I I agree with that 100%. And I think you said something totally interesting in all that. Um, you said, I know I'm not going to be a hammer. I just don't have the time to. So I still love the community, and that's why I do this. And I think that's clutch, man, because I think a lot of people, and I've talked about this on other podcasts and stuff, Um a lot of people think that making it in the fishing world is a tournament angler. And that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've talked to various people in the industry and they said, you want to make it create content, um, do a bunch of filming photography, um, you know, work for a company, things like that. And, and that's when you can really stay in the fishing industry but that turns a lot of people off because it's work. It's work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, there are a handful of guys right now that are technically making a living off kayak fishing. And um, it's, it's, it's 
not the easiest thing in the world. Um, no. You know, those guys are constantly on the road. You know, Jody Queen, Josh Stewart, Cody Milton, you know, guys like that. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it, it's that game of give and take. But if we can give these anglers a platform to help that grow, um, and as more money pours into this sport, that's more opportunity for other anglers, like my man Dustin Nichols. What's up, Dustin? He's in the chat, so I figured. Doo doo, you know, doo doo in the house. <laughs> but uh, up, Dustin? you know, um, that's just it, man. I mean, the more attention and and gravity we bring to it, the the more it's going to grow. Um, so I love it. I love it. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions, man. Um, we're we're kind of winding down to the end a little bit here. Um, if you could choose one guest to have on your podcast, who would it be? Anybody you mean other, other than anybody. Brian Schiller? I mean, dude, you, you could have that any day of the <laughs> no. week, bro. You know I mean, what? I mean, I mean, <laughs> call my agent. <sighs> <laughs> For real. No, but you know what I love to have? And I would be giddy with excitement. I'll probably be a nervous wreck. I would be, I would probably be the, my worst show, but I would love to have Gene Jensen, the Flip Master. I can't tell yeah. you how much I've learned from Gene Jensen. I love, I love the way he goes about it, the way he markets himself, his honesty. In my opinion, and I don't know Gene Jensen personally, I don't, um, I don't know his whole situation, but in my opinion, it's just be based on what I've seen watching him throughout the years. He that guy could have been making a whole lot of more money if he sure. just kind of like sold himself, you know, would be sell himself. Which honestly, anybody out there has done it, and I wouldn't, you know, um, I don't wouldn't criticize anybody that decided to do that. But he really sticks to his values and what sure. he thinks uh, he should be done. And and I know he could be a lot bigger and probably make a lot more money. So I really appreciate all the work he's done. I've learned so much. Every single bass that I've caught, honestly, I owe to Team Jetson, the Fluke Master. If he's listening, anybody knows him, tell him I would love to have him on my show, man. I would love to. He's a good That's dude my to, hero, yeah. He's a good dude to talk to, man. Uh, yeah. We did an interview with him once a while back. And, uh, yeah, man. I would, uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. But I can, I get that, man. I mean, you know, we all kind of fan out over somebody in the industry, you know? Um, so it's super cool to see. Um, what do you, what do you think? Uh, nah, I'm not going to put you on the spot for that one. Oh, go ahead, man. I was going to say, what do you think your worst interview was? Worst interview? I don't know, man. I don't think Duff, I've had, uh, Duff. Dustin Nichols, Brad, Brad. That's one of my favorite interviews. And the reason why I love it is because I had so much in common with Dustin Nichols yeah. that it was crazy. Yeah. You know, I one of the things that I probably should be better at is doing a little bit more research before I invite my guests. But honestly, I like to kind of wing it. And those things like that, I was like, oh, man, this is, this is what I love about it. I had no idea we had that's, so much in common. That's a good point, dude. So... I've done interviews where I've done extensive research, list of questions, things like that. And it feels like that interview is more forced 
mm-hmm. and unnatural when it's yeah. over. Whereas if you know nothing at all, like no preparation whatsoever, I think that's when the conversation flows the best. And that's when you yeah. get the best interviews, you know, um, I, I've done that with many, many people um, where like zero preparation. All I knew was the name and some of my best interviews. I won't name who, you know, mm-hmm. but um, or it's somebody you just see on social media here and there and, um, you know, things like that, you know. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think I have a worse interview. Like, I don't maybe which one has been not been the greatest, but yeah. I don't think I've never no not one that I look back. It's like, yeah, it was horrible. Nothing. Maybe they are. Maybe there's a couple. Maybe they're all horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you what are you looking forward to fishing wise for the rest of 2020? You gonna fish Man, in tournaments down in Texas? What are you thinking? Yeah, I got into uh, Slay Nation. Um, just to get my feet wet in the tournament scene. It's more laid back, you know. And you know, let's not get it confused. It, it, it is um, competitive. But it's a little bit more like bad, doesn't have as much pressure. So that's how I got kind of my feet wet in the tournament scene. Um, and uh, beyond that, man, I would I would love to eventually um, take part maybe next year in something like, uh, you know, Hobie BOS, um, KBF. Or, oh, actually, I forgot. I'm actually supposed to fish. I'm um, waiting for the sign-up to open, but for the KBPT, KBBT, uh, Texas Regional. Supposed to start in October, so nice. I had Lim on my show. He's going to be a Texas uh, director, so I'll probably get knocked off in the first round. That's going to be a no, dude. Fear. I'll send you all of Dustin Nichols' hot oh, yeah. shots. We yeah. talked about this, dude. I'm going to get them oh, yeah. from him and then pass them over to you. Oh, Dustin's me. watching this. He's not going to give them up now. Sorry. No, he, he he's done that actually. He's uh. <laughs> He's, uh, I already told him he's going to get some of the winnings, you know, Heck, I'll give him, I'll give him all the winnings. Just, just so you get the record. Not embarrass myself. Yeah. There I don't, you just, go. There I don't want to embarrass myself. That's I like it. I like it. Good thought. Good thought. <laughs> I dig it, man. Very cool, man. So what's next, man? What else? What else? You got anything else like coming up next? Things you're doing with the podcast, things like that. I know, uh, we were talking, you're going to start uploading to YouTube, correct? Yeah, I started uploading. Started. Yeah. I already started. I'm kind of embarrassed to say this. I didn't know that the program that I was using has a delay on it um, as far as the video and the sound. So I have to look back at some of it. I didn't realize because I just po- I listened to the podcast before I posted, but I don't watch it on YouTube. I think, well, I just listen to it. But I didn't, I didn't know that the audio and video had drifted. So if you're watching any of those, uh, you might have a couple of them that the audio – drifted from the video so maybe jarring to look at it but yeah i started doing the uh posting on youtube for the podcast i may be i may do some fishing trips maybe um post uh, my tournament um you know videos uh if i don't suck too much at it um uh, but i may start doing that uh as far as the podcast for this week i got i don't know if I'm okay if you're okay with me saying this, but Friday, tomorrow, uh, or tonight at midnight, I'm going to post the uh, finalists, uh, an interview with the finalists for the KBBT for this month or this 
which is going to take place on Saturday. It's um, Doug Wilson and Jeremy Baker. Doug Wilson from Florida, Jeremy Baker from Michigan. Nice. Um, two guys that uh, advanced through the knockout stage and uh, made it all the way to the final. So they're facing each other on Saturday. I got a chance to, right before I hopped into this, finish the interview with them, and I'm going to post that tonight at midnight. So you can Very listen cool. in on your, on your way, on your commute. Commute, man. It's uh... – it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how it is by you guys, but traffic is up. And I was kind of liking it when there was no traffic. <laughs> I know. I got used to it, man. I was like, oh, I know. I was ripping down the interstate going to and from work. And uh, now there's just cars everywhere. God, I know, man. I know. <laughs> but it's cool, man. Um, any shout-outs, things like that, man? Um, as um, we wrap up, I'll give you the stage, whatever you want to talk about, you name it, throw it in there, man. The time uh, is yours. Let me see. Uh, first of all, thank my wife, my love of my life, my best friend. Uh, she puts up with so much of me, you know, and so much of my spending uh, and so much of the free time that I have doing the podcast and fishing. So, <laughs> So, you know. I gotta mention this before the uh, you know the credit card bill comes up from Basco Shop. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good man. Good man. Good. Uh, it's insurance. We call that insurance now. But for real, my love, my love, of my life, Leslie Sola. You know, Sola. I know she's watching. Um, thank her for all of her support and putting up with me. Um, I really wanted to thank uh, also. You know, Josh Smith from Dark Waters, when I started the podcast, when I was going to start the podcast, I just tried to force myself. So I posted in social media before I even started recording just to put that pressure on myself to say, hey, if you don't start now, you know, you're going to, you know, right. you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get people questioning you. Right. And about two weeks later, um, Josh Smith, who I've never met before, but I've had listened to his podcast, sends me a message just when I was, you know, on my bed, you know thinking what I really wanted to do if I was really going to go through with this. And, you know, Josh Smith, you know, he's, you know. Oh, yeah. He'll, ru you know, he'll ruffle your feathers. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. And <laughs> I appreciate it. So a big hug, big thanks to Josh Smith from yeah, Dark man. Waters Kayak Fishing uh, for helping me and uh, being my guest. Uh, he was supposed to be my first guest. But anyways, long story short, um, thank him. Um, Fun and Sun Tackle, they're here in DFW area. They had about three stores. Uh, if you live in DFW, go check them out. They always support me, um, and uh, I'm thankful to them. So, again, if you live in Dallas, Fort Worth area, Metroplex, go check out Fun and Sun Tackle. Great tackle shop, uh, family-owned, and, uh, you know, great people out there. Very cool. Very cool, man. You didn't shout out Mommy. Oh, Mom? Mom is there? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't called her, so I... Um, you know, I'm surprised he hasn't heard of that. Bro. Tell him to call me. <laughs> you're in the doghouse, bro. How do you not call your mother? I know. I'm I guilty should. too. I better call my mama after we get done with this. <laughs> Very cool, man. Well, I appreciate your time tonight, man. Coming on, you, sharing man. your story, and uh, chatting with me, man. It's always good rapping with you and uh, talking about all stuff kayak fishing and podcast. I like to geek out on that stuff. Definitely. It was a good way to uh, get the wheels back in motion for me. I've, I don't know, took a couple. Oh, of weeks we, we off. miss you, buddy. We miss you. I know. Dude, empty, I, there was an emptiness in my life there. For yeah. a few. 
<laughs> don't lie to me. Don't lie to me, bro. Don't Ooh, lie to me. My wife's no, like, why it's, should uh, it hurt? <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, just took a couple weeks off. Uh, I just left everybody in suspense. Um, took some personal time and uh, re-greased the wheels. Let, uh, you know, Dan and Jimmy take over my slot. So I figured I'd close out the week now um, and go out on a good note. So. It's always nice, man. Uh, I miss I miss doing this. You know, I've recorded a few podcasts, like I said before. Um, recorded one last night for the guy with the guys on the final cast. I think that's going up next week. Talking about Douglas fishing rods. I'm sure you know. As I'm talking about Dan and and Jimmy, they'll have uh, some tournament winners probably from the Kentucky Bass Open this weekend. Uh, be safe and good luck to all those down there competing this weekend. Yes. I know uh, they they've been battling some wind uh, the past two days. So um, I mean, y'all might as well just not show up because Susie Roloff's going to kick yep. all your butts and make yeah, uh, your money. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, I, I don't even know. Uh, Bass fishing for noobs is on Mondays. Uh, they've been kicking butt, taking names, talking to some good people. Uh, my man Doodoo is up this week. Doodoo, brother, you better get your episode in. Oh, <laughs> uh, he said uh, someone's gonna have to take his slot while he's on this dang turnaround. Doodoo may be out for a month. Uh, he's doing some crazy stuff at work. Be safe, brother. We miss you. And uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in to another epic podcast here at Paddle and Finn. Bye, I haven't closed one of these out in a while. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Till next time, boys and girls, or all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Tight lines and smooth paddling. Peace!